0: Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are, this is Chris and well today uh, something a little high end, a little high brow, a little high self. And uh, we're indoors so you don't have any wind noise in the microphone, but the doors are open so you might get a bit of traffic uh, as I watch the ocean out there beautiful off my balcony. Wisdom is the instantaneous recognition that crisis is a blessing. Wisdom is the instantaneous recognition, instantaneous recognition that crisis is a blessing. So, you're tempted sometimes to be angry, but wisdom is the instantaneous recognition that crisis is a blessing. Instantaneous means the anger doesn't get a chance to vent itself before you go, oh, I wish I hadn't been angry so tools like the emotional shower and discard form and uh, meditation if you do that uh, or going for a walk or uh, doing some exercise tools those things are made for crisis that you can't see the blessing in but between the crisis and the time you get to apply the tools and let's be real about it you, you If you're in a dialogue with somebody, you suddenly hear something that makes you angry, Um, you don't have the opportunity to put up your uh, a T sign and say, time out, I'm going to go sit down and do an emotional show. I'm back, I've seen the the blessing in the crisis. You need to be able to do it instantaneously. So instantaneousness is, in a sense, uh, a commitment. It's a habit. It's an absolute conviction that there is a blessing in every crisis, there is a blessing in every crisis, even if you can't see it right now. Now I think this is really, really important stuff because we seek out crisis. We, for, you know, someone says, "Oh, COVID is bad," and you go, "Oh," or uh, this boss is bad. You go, oh, and we so we and the news. If you look at the media, the way they present headlines uh, to you on your news app. Uh, on TV. It's always the crisis. And they don't say it's a blessing, they say this is the crisis. So we are fed by crisis. So when you suddenly start saying wisdom is the instantaneous recognition that that, that crisis is a blessing, that in every crisis there's a blessing, then you actually are flipping out of mainstream society. Now there becomes a problem because you become individualised, you become yourself. You become more true to who you really are. But that doesn't mean that you can live in a cave and live in isolation to the rest of the world. The next question is going to be is, how do I make people understand that I don't see things the way they see them? Um, I, I, for example, uh, have to deal from time to time with the, the death of a spouse or the death of a child or the death of somebody. And that person will say, Chris, um, how do I deal with this? and they'll ask me for advice. How do I deal with this? And the real question is, do you want to deal with it different to everybody else in your community? Do you want to be different to your family? you want to be different to the, to the family that is involved in this? you want to be different to the, everyone at the funeral? Or do you want to be the same as them? And when you make that decision, it's really important because to see the blessing in a crisis is to be different to everybody else at the funeral or at the, at the office. There's another example, you're sitting uh, at a meeting and someone says, oh, um, production stopped in our factory or uh, where where the budget's been cut or uh, we're not paying for something. And you go, "Hmm, wisdom is the instantaneous recognition that crisis is a blessing. You go, "Hmm, there's a blessing in this and therefore you don't react, but everyone else does. They start arguing who's right and who's wrong who who they're dealing with the crisis and they start uh, in a process, but you don't participate. And at some point someone's going to say to you, we don't, I don't understand how you can't see crisis in this. I don't understand you. Explain yourself, please. I don't understand why you are not sad at a funeral. I don't understand why you're not disappointed about a, a wedding, a marriage failure. I don't understand why you're not upset by someone being uh, ill. And you say, well, and start to explain yourself. Well, there's two sides to everything and, you know, there's gratitude and there's a universe and the universe has universal laws and I've applied the universal. Before you get into that thing, you have to remember something else, something really important. And that is that people only ask you to understand you so that they can condemn your viewpoint and sustain their own. In other words, in a meeting, it's not to be understood that's important because that will set you up for failure. What is important in a meeting is to understand others. Now, this is the most important thing, one of the most important things you'll ever hear coming in high talk from, uh, from me when I'm talking to the higher self in us. It's not to be understood that's important. It's to understand others. That's where the power is. If you understand others... Uh, but but don't have the same viewpoint as them. You have two positions. One is the quietness that you hold because you see a blessing in a crisis and the strength and the resilience and the leadership and the control. And the other is a respect for the fact that it's different to someone else. But But instead of trying to be understood Why am I not traumatised? Why am I in this place? Why am I that? Which is a trick question, by the way. Instead, you say, I'm just trying to understand what's making your crisis. I'm just trying to understand you and give it back. When people ask you, why do you have that viewpoint? Why aren't you upset about the kids um, jumping on the bed? Why aren't you upset by... Uh, someone uh, drew graffiti on the wall. Why aren't you upset by COVID? They're not asking you to educate them. They're asking you so that they can shoot down in flames, put you in front of the firing squad and find fault in in your understanding because it's different. And it's really unwise to broadcast that and say, oh, yeah, well, you know, I've done all this work on the... Uh, on." Uh, understanding nature, I've lived in nature, I understand nature, I'm so profound, I understand nature, I've got a blessing, I'm really proud of it. Here, I'll show you why. That is a really unwise thing. What's more wise is to say, I'm here to understand you. Why is, what's causing your crisis? Hmm. Now comes the difficult part. And with all of these teachings and all of this understanding, especially this stuff that I'm doing today at a high level uh, of, under, of awareness, of self-awareness, It's really important to, when we understand someone else's crisis, not to join them. The easiest thing in the world to do when you say to somebody uh, who got their bike stolen or their car crashed or they got a hospital uh, visit or something of the sort is to not only understand their point of view, but to collaborate with them on it. Because it feels loving and it feels supportive and it feels uh, uh, like you will get that person's approval if you participate in their level of crisis. You participate in it and you lose your place. You lose the witnessing that the crisis has a blessing. And every crisis instantaneously witnessing that, that's the place where you stand. And then understanding others is a place where they stand. And understanding where they stand doesn't mean you lose where you stand. We often talk about this in metaphors. If somebody's drowning in Bondi, do you jump in? And the answer is no. Two people drowning doesn't make one person safe. Uh, You typically will call the lifeguards and watch that person uh, helplessly, watch that person in their crisis. Uh, while you stand safe on the rocks, or you throw them a buoy with a line on it and so you can haul them back in. But to jump in to rescue somebody in a, in a very big sea and try to rescue them makes two people at risk. And so when we say, I, 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 I have safety, which is a blessing. I have the, I witness this crisis as a blessing. You are standing on safe ground and you're standing on a uh, hallowed ground. You're standing on a really quite sacred place, and that's called leadership. And from that place, you can say, now I'm, I'm here to uh, understand what is the crisis you're going through, and uh, here's a lifeline, or even just standing and, and, and calling uh, for an emergency. Another one uh, is uh, that we use very frequently in conversation in, in workshop and, and training is the, the idea that when you're climbing up a mountain, and you're ahead of the group, you're, you're paving a path up, and someone down below you gets uh, frightened or stuck or, or perceives there to be a crisis where, in an area you've walked through, which is for you now a blessing because it's the path. What do you do? They yell out to you, oh, I'm panicking attack and I'm toe-tired and I can't get down. What do you do? Do you go down and help them, or do you throw them a rope? So this concept of uh, being understood or understanding others is if you can actually engage in the idea and write it down and put it up on your wall in your office, that wisdom is the instantaneous recognition that crisis is a blessing. And you can hold that space as being your single most dominant metaphor for life. That instant- wisdom is the instantaneous recognition that crisis is a blessing you will then be asked to explain yourself. Why why do you see that? And you you must refuse. You say, "Uh, you understanding where I'm coming from is not so important as me understanding what's causing your crisis. Please explain. And in doing that, it's like handing someone a gold medal. It's like handing somebody uh, their own self-witnessing as long as you stay calm. Another example of this is if you went to the doctor and said, oh, doctor, 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 um, I'm so in a crisis. I've got really itchy um, between my legs, itchy balls or itchy whatever, between my legs. and And the doctor goes, oh, panic, panic, panic. Oh my God, oh, that's so terrible. And now two of you are panicking about something. Or the doctor sits there and goes, hmm, that's jock itch. Uh, take this ointment and, and it will be okay. The calmness of the doctor, which is you, the, you, you can't have time to say to the doctor, please explain your calmness because this thing's itching and, and keeping me awake at night. It, instead of that, the doctor keeps calm. What the doctor is interested in is to know how you got it and how you can prevent it and what you can do about it because the doctor wants to understand your crisis. And in understand and in staying calm, there's a teaching because you realise that you're over-exaggerating or you may be over-exaggerating the level of crisis that you're in. It happens the same for me when people talk about COVID. For me, it's a blessing. It's evolving the universe. It's evolving humanity. It's evolving our community. It's teaching us to learn digital stuff that we were reluctant to engage because we were old-fashioned. We, it's teaching us to evolve into the future. And yep, it's, it's bad for uh, some people. And I understand the crisis in the, in the lives of others. I understand that crisis, but I'm not gonna let that become my viewpoint. It's not my viewpoint. For me, COVID is just a blessing. However, that's not what I'm talking to people about in coffee shops and in coaching sessions and all sorts of things. What I'm talking to them about is why it's a crisis for them. I'm here to understand others, not to be understood. Now, if you flip that into a, a board meeting or an office meeting or a team meeting or a partner meeting. So let's go to the domestic situation now. What makes, what, what's really interesting about holding your ground and not seeing a, a crisis in somebody else as a crisis but more as a blessing for them firstly uh the tools i've given you the emotional shower and all these things are the things you do when you can't see the blessing in the crisis so if you if you if you see uh, somebody uh, fall down and they get up and they're in crisis you can say well what's the blessing in this and you go i can't see the blessing in that but i'm going to trust there is one i'm going to have faith that there is a blessing in every crisis and I'm gonna hold that faith while I help that person. I'm gonna walk over, help them get up, understand what's wrong, understand them, understand their circumstances, not try and teach them anything, just understand them. And then when I get time, after it all, I'm gonna go away and do emotional showers. A good example of this is when I was in New York, the World Trade Center, I'm looking out my window, you've all heard this story before, I'm looking out my office window, I see an aeroplane fly over the roof of my building, just didn't clip the top of my building by, it just missed by about 50 metres, which is very close for a big aeroplane. The windows rattled. And I thought, oh, that plane's gonna go into the Hudson and crash, but it didn't. It drove into the World Trade Center. Then I saw people jumping out and I'm standing there going, wisdom is the instantaneous recognition that crisis is a blessing, Crisis is a blessing. There's a blessing in this, there's gotta be a blessing in this, you know, blessing in this, blessing in this. And I searched, racked my brain to find what that blessing was. And the more the drama increased and the building fell down and, and another airplane hit and the building you know, caught fire and fell down and, all, you know, and the millions of people were involved and the news started to getting broadcasting, the ch- more challenging it was for me as the crisis got bigger, the more challenging it became for me to find blessing in it. But I had faith the entire time, so I stayed calm. And I was available to help hundreds of people, hundreds of people, who were in panic. Now, if, if their panic became my panic, I would have been no help, because I'd be panicking to help people who are panicking. But instead, I just said to myself, wisdom is the instantaneous recognition that crisis is a blessing. There's a blessing here. Have faith, Chris, trust that. And I did, because I'd spent years and years, probably 20 years before that, reciting the same affirmation, wisdom is the instantaneous recognition that crisis is a blessing. Even when I was held at gunpoint, Uh, by someone who I'd recommended their partner go to the police and accuse them of um, um, uh, domestic violence. And that person who'd been accused of domestic violence came at me with a gun. I stood there and looked them in the face and said, wisdom is the instantaneous recognition that crisis is a blessing. And I held that space. And because of that, I didn't get shot. I stayed calm. Now, all of these things, these crises are blessings. Firstly, require a faith in nature, a faith in the universe. But secondly, they require a debrief. Because if we bluff ourselves and say, wisdom is the instantaneous recognition that crisis is a blessing, I just can't see it. And we, we, we use faith to roll ourselves across the event. At the end of that event, when we've rolled ourselves across, if we still are just using faith and just using intellect to believe that there was a blessing there, but we just can't see it, then it doesn't sink in and it doesn't become part of our being. And therefore, it, 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 it becomes a falsification. In a sense, we start to doubt ourselves. And so the debriefing process is what you have available to you in your coaching if there's a crisis at work and you go, risen is the instantaneous recognition that crisis is a blessing. I'm going to act like there's a blessing here. I'm going to deal with it as a blessing. I'm not going to buy into the crisis. I'm going to stay here and operate as if this thing is a blessing, just as much as winning the lotto. I'm going to stay in this place. And then afterwards, instead of going into post-traumatic stress, which is, which is exactly that, the transcendent of an event and then going into the trauma post-event because the the crisis becomes a crisis. The debrief is the, is, is the essential part to make sure that you can, on a sheet of paper, four columns or 16 columns or even the 27-column form, you can, on a sheet of paper, go, I see the blessing. And believe it. And own it. And go beyond thinking that you're thinking, Go beyond thinking that you're thinking, you will know that you know that you know that you know that you know that there is a blessing, there was a blessing, or there is a blessing in that form of crisis. And that brings you to more strength, more resilience, more enablement, more uh, uh, ability to lead. This is probably hard for you to imagine, but leadership in a business and most of the current human resource management in a business are at loggerheads, they're, they're at, at in a fight with each other. The human resource management process that is being taught at the present time, such as 360 degree reviews or profiling or any of this nature, encourages people to, um, in, in a sense, swallow their crisis. They, they, if they ask for help, they look stupid. If they make a mistake, they look stupid. If they uh, uh, um, don't agree with somebody because they their crisis, they look stupid. And so it's engaging, it's encouraging, in a sense, the shoot the messenger process. It's, it's discouraging people from, from really exploring the crisis that they might be in by asking someone for help and saying, can you help me explore my crisis? Can you, can you guide me through this job that I'm doing without me looking stupid and getting a low review? And so in, in a way, it's hard to it's, you, you have to recognize that not all the systems in the world are set up to help to empower you to know that crisis is a blessing. Many of the systems are set up for you to engage in the crisis and swallow it. Now, a crisis swallowed at work becomes a crisis at home, or a crisis swallowed at home becomes a crisis expressed at work. What we repress, others express. So if you're having crisis at home, it will start to express itself at work because you've repressed it at home. So I think what's really important is this concept of debrief. I think the second point is just because you understand somebody's crisis doesn't mean you have to buy into it. I think the third point about this is that sometimes we can only have faith that there's a blessing in a crisis and then we need to debrief so i think all of these things are are uh, m- m- are very high the very high level thinking and we need to practice between performances we need to we need to absorb this idea into us and and face uh, face more and more of life and recognize that when someone says i don't understand your p- your uh, thinking when you see a blessing in this crisis. They're not asking you so that they learn. They're asking you so that they can shoot the messenger. They're asking you so they can shoot your idea down in flames. Because most of us, most of the world wants to be right. Even in a crisis, people would prefer to say, my position in seeing this as a crisis or as a stress or as an anxiety, or as a worry, or as a depression. My belief that this is uh, true becomes—they become more addicted to being right about being in crisis than they are about really stepping up and understanding how come you don't see it as a crisis. That's a—that's a sad part of the Western culture. Is that we we we. We ask somebody, or you'll be asked to explain yourself. Why are you different to me at home or at work? And you will fall prey to the the delusion that that person is really trying to understand you. What they're trying to do is get you to put your information on the table and shoot it. In a conversation with your spouse, in a conversation with a child, they're not asking for you. be understood. You do not need to be understood. What you need to do is to understand others. And that in itself is just like a doctor or just like a, a healer or just like a leader or just like a great parent. That in itself is the great wisdom of life. Not to be understood, but to understand others. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.